church kid, you know, recovering from church culture, um, all kinds of good stuff. I remember one time we lived in a, in a community, in a complex, where every house had at least two kids, average of three kids. Many houses had four kids, and uh, a couple had five kids. And so what, what the kids would do is they'd, it'd be like her, herds where they would... Uh, one, it probably started with my kids, but um, Bluetooth's dying. All right, so like my kids would start this for like, ah, come on, let's go. After they get home, they throw their backpacks down and they would like snowball, right? My kids, I had three at the time, would get the kids next door, which were, they were, there were four of them. And then those ones would get the other kids. And, then, and so by the time this herd grew to like, I don't know, 20 something plus they're just going through the neighborhood and um, nobody locked their doors in that neighborhood I'm not gonna say which one it was but it was awesome it's just the kind of communal living that that should be where there's no nobody needs to lock their doors it was crazy right like you can't even believe this so the herd went through my house one time and raided our <laughs> we saw kids in the in the refrigerator and I was I was laughing at it like we had community group one time and my buddy uh he's in the army and we we're sitting in the living room just just doing life right doing fellowship and talking and his his kids came out and they're eating yogurt they're eating our yogurt and uh, my buddy was like what are you doing and i'm thinking let them that's great that's why we buy that stuff that stuff's not for us it's for it's it's god's food it's god's money go ahead have at it Anyways, I thought that was cool. I mean, that's probably one of my, probably my most favorite place to live was uh, because of the community, right? Because of the tightness. And I love, I love having kids around. I'm, um, I'm at the end of Generation X and in some studies, I'm the, uh, the first year of the millennials. But in either case, we're all grown up now. We got our own kids. And, um, I love this this phase of my life, like having young kids, having school age kids, because I didn't know all the issues that was that were in my that was in my heart until I had kids. Like I never considered myself um, to have some deep seated anger issues until I had kids. And I'm hearing more and more people my age, i.e., in, in the 30s with with a few kids, say that. I mean, almost every parent I talk to says, I didn't realize how angry I was until I had kids. So I've been thinking about this lately because why is that? I want to get to the bottom of that. Why is it that when someone has children and by the time they're, I don't know, five, six, seven, school age, elementary school age, that they're finding themselves angry. And so what I've concluded is this, children, particularly in the age when they can reason and talk back, are God's reminder to us that we don't control anybody. And kids are an easy target for control, and control is an illusion because I think I have it, but I really don't. And 
what the scriptures tell me is that the only thing I have control over is myself. Self-control is, is the fruit of the Spirit. It's one attribute of the fruit of the Spirit, right? The nine attributes that make up one fruit, self-control is, is, one, is one of them. So God gives us children, and then we think we can control them. Let me use an I statement, sorry. I think I can control my kids, and then when I, when I feel the control leaving my grip, I choose anger. And so God in his grace said, I, I want you now, you're, you're now ready to see how much you need me. And then I'm going to tell you how much you have me, but here, here's, here's some kids. And so my, my, my theory on people who, who don't have the responsibility of children, whether it's biological or whatever, you know, maybe they're meant to adopt, but, but God will give, he'll graduate people onto different phases of life when he wants to show them a different way how to see things how he sees things. So I got four kids now and God has been showing me, he shows me every single day, he never misses a day where he reminds me of how much I need him and then I, I end up realizing how much I have him. But how much the illusion of control wants me, you know, wants me to, to worship it that I should renounce it by telling my wife, you know what, I, here, here it is again. I want to control um, one of my kids and, and make them eat their vegetables or make them dress how I want them to dress. Or, and as, as parents, we can pull rank. I have pulled rank many times, but God's saying, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that, I'm, I'm showing you how much. So here's why I like being around other people's kids as well. Because it gives me opportunity, right, to sinfully react to my kids and then my friends who are so solid can see it and witness it. And I'm praying that they see it so they can confront me on it. And I like to do the same thing. I see other, my friends' children acting out, being bratty, being, being whiny as we did in that community. I mean, everybody was in each other's houses. We couldn't hide. It gives opportunities for conversation, conversation, conversation between parents. Like, hey, did you see how I handled that? Dude, I totally messed up. I messed up, man. And it gives, it gives um, each other a chance to be, to be gracious, to be kind to one another, um, and loving to one another. One second, I'm passing the gate here. I'm gonna push pause. All right, we're back here. So, yeah, I, I like I like having kids in the community group because I like to see my friends freak out at their kids. One, it kind of selfishly makes me feel like, ah, yes, you're just like me. Now we can be real friends. Um, my my son, we've, we've since moved into another community. Um, not so many kids running through the house, but we still are around a lot of families with kids. And so my son said this morning um, about one of my friends who's totally like one of the most relaxed, calm guys I know. He goes, he goes, uh, I can't imagine Uncle Matt getting mad. I've just, I've never seen him mad. I can't imagine it. And I, I encourage her, hey, that's a great, that's a great thing to say about somebody. 
Now, buddy, what do you think he would say? What do you think Uncle Matt would say if you asked him, hey, do you ever get angry? What do you think he'd say? And he's like, mm, I don't know. I go, every single person would say yes. I get angry, because that's what we do. Some people just show it, and, and some people hide it. But does he get angry? Absolutely. And um, so I'm gonna actually share that with my, with my friend so that he can bring my son into reality. And the reality is, because from a distance, there is always that temptation, always that temptation to, to, to compare myself with others and say, man, they don't, I don't think they can relate. I think I have it worse than them. And here's what everybody does to us. Man, I'm using a lot of generalities this morning, but everybody thinks my kids are so cute and so well-behaved, and they think we're cute and so well-behaved that they can't imagine that we struggle with anything. Seriously, like, like I'm, I'm 5'1", my wife is 4'11", my kids are all tiny, right? And they're cute and they're, they're really good looking. Um, from a from a you know from a fleshly worldly point of view, um, but wh where in the world did they get that? Because we're, we're cute, we don't we don't yell at each other. We don't. There's no crying. There's no, that's foolish. So that's why I always always want to remind people: don't think that we're cute and don't need Jesus. Come on now, don't do that. That's foolish. I want to let, want to bring people into the light and let them know, like we need Jesus. We need the Savior every single day. Don't think we're all cute and cuddly. And <laughs> I told this to my my kids this morning. I was like, everybody thinks we're all cute and, and never fight. But we, but what we're gonna do is tell people how much we need God every single day. We tell them how much we need God and how much we have Him. And so that they don't wonder anymore because they're wondering and they're comparing themselves to us. And that, that's, we just need to all, our main thing when our friends come over is we want to show them and tell them how much we need God. And then we get to, the icing on the cake is how much we have God. And that for me personally, I don't ask God for help. I thank Him for the help He's given me. I lack nothing. I lack nothing that, that, I'm waiting God to give me or bless me with. He's given me every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. And so I'm complete and I'm completely satisfied. All right, Fabcasters, get around some kids and be broken together. And then remind each other how, how you're really not broken. You're put together. You're not broken. Because then Jesus would have to be broken. And he ain't broken last time I checked. He's put together and he lives in you and your life is hidden in him. That's all scripture. Look it up. All right. Love you guys. Bye.